Welcome to Redemption Unveiled. I'm Haley, and I'm here to help you build a strong family. Every mom I know wants to have a flourishing marriage, raise mighty kids, and feel confident while they do it. But we're all met with so many challenges. Redemption Unveiled is here to help. We are going to help you create supportive relationships so you don't live lonely, understand exactly what you can control so you don't live anxious. And finally, we're going to help you discover the confidence God has for you so you do not live in self-doubt. I'm Haley, and I believe you can absolutely build the family God has called you to build. Let's get going. Hey, ladies. Today, I'm so excited to have my sister Hannah back on the podcast. We discuss finding confidence in our own parenting style. And Hannah is so awesome at sharing her journey in this in this area. I know you guys are going to love this. You loved the last episode she was on, and I know you're going to love this one too. So enjoy. Hannah and I are very, very, very different people. <laughs> She's, I like to call it like, I'm loud, kind of awkward. I love like, I don't know. I don't know what I love, but Hannah... <laughs> Awkward, okay, so, and I don't. That's if, for if, sure. Hannah and I walked into a room. We will be two different people. I probably will come in late, loud. You'll know I'm there because I'm yelling something, and I think I'm just talking at normal voice. And then I look around, like, why is everyone looking at me? And Hannah is over in the corner because she got here early. She is all, always looking so cute uh, well, and dressed. And she's... Oh, she's just... Tall and I. What do I call you when you're magnificent? In your pictures, you're just very. You get. You take a picture you guys of are Hannah. Too kind. <laughs> you take a picture of Hannah and she's like looking over. You know, at the sunset, just beautiful. And then you take a picture of me and I'm like, oh wow, we have different vibes. <laughs> so, but uh, you are. You're just more put together and you're more like controlled. Yes, I definitely like controlled, <laughs> and I've never liked awkward situation so I learned early in life how to avoid those which I think you missed out on that time so I just I steer clear that's what like I've had Ivy on the podcast and her and I have the awkward thing in common yes, like we really we really hit the awkward I'm the one that they can look over at and get the signal of yep yep took it too far there Hannah's, turn it down a notch it is my uh controller like okay the thermostat. Haley, it is time to calm down like you are crossing the line please stop but without people like you around um we wouldn't have anyone to have like that bar of normalcy so it's <laughs> yeah, good to have true. you I can keep you grounded it's good to have you <laughs> so we're two years apart we're very different we both got married pretty close and uh, you started having kids a couple years before me yep. and um one of the things I really want to encourage people that I think can be difficult is life transitions with relationships. It is hard to stay close to people when your circumstances change. So, you know, if you have a friend that you're really close to in school, but then all of a sudden you're out of school, well, how do you stay close to that person? If you have, like, siblings. Like, I think a lot of family units are close when everyone lives at home because you have to be. You live together. You know, you're having these experiences. But then everyone grows up, moves out gets married or doesn't get married and has kids and starts forming their own family habits, their own cultures and their family, which those aren't always going to be the same. And so one thing I really want to help encourage people in is how to take that next move, like with your siblings. How do you go from, I grew up with you and that's awesome, 
to now we're two different humans with mm-hmm. two different journeys, with two different families, beliefs, parenting styles, cultures, whatever that is. Right. And how do you stay close? Because you're one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we parent the same, do every like do the same sports with our kids, are the same type of, you know, right. classroom yeah. mother or what, you know. <laughs> Hannah's a room mom. mom. Hannah's oh. a room mom. Since COVID, I've retired. <laughs> <laughs> no room moms with COVID. But if there wasn't COVID. One day, one day it'll be back. <laughs> if there wasn't COVID, Hannah would be a room mom. She's a good, good school parent. I am not. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to do what? No, I'm, I am I don't mind hey, helping. You can step up I, your game. I, <laughs> that's Hannah's voice. You can step up your game, Haley. Just do better. <laughs> I'll lead you. <laughs> when I do a, a something without you or like a room mom thing without you, I'm like, um, excuse me, where, where is my sister Hannah? <laughs> I mean, I'm perfectly capable, but I'd rather just yeah. not do that, like be in charge of the whole thing. But anyway, you're just a good, I guess you're, you were kind of the mom, the yeah, second mom. I, I always consider myself as the second mom of the family. Yeah. So I liked that title. So <laughs> you were kind I wore of it like proudly. a, but you were kind of a different mom. You, we like had mom and then we had Hannah who like came and helped and comforted us when yeah. our mom was I not. I was the one who be- snuck in after they got in trouble and would quiet them down <laughs> and rub their backs. <laughs> it's okay. Just be quiet. You're going to get in trouble again. Yeah, exactly. That so. is so true. So true. So one of the things I want to talk about today, or I thought might be kind of fun to talk about today, is how to deal with conflict within our family as adults. (laughs) Because that, I mean, we've got people all over the place right now with Mm -hmm. COVID, with uh, politics, with, I mean, even before COVID and politics, I mean, family disagreements and how do we give each other our own space? And I can remember when we all first started getting married and having kids. I feel like there was a transition time with mom where for a while she was still really in like Mm -hmm. all of our lives. And not that she's not in all of our lives, but very much like would give her input and say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, you need to be doing this. This is how you need to do it, you know? And I don't know, it seemed like after we all had one or two kids or whatever. It's like slowly mom started realizing, okay, I've got to let you guys completely free. I mean, mom doesn't really get herself in. Like she used to be. Like mom used to get herself in. Right. Yeah. 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 It's definitely one of those things. I think when you first are in the beginning of the journey, it's everyone's trying to figure it out and we're all trying to figure it out. And you kind of think we came from the same family. We're all going to do it the same. And then you all start doing parenting. (laughs) You're like, holy cow, what are they doing? What are we doing? You know, like, yeah, they think we should be doing this because they're doing this and we don't want to do that. And like just navigating that and realizing, I mean, honestly, there's so much more peace when you realize my husband and I are going to parent the way that we feel called to parent. Like that's the way, you know, that we want to parent and you guys are going to parent the way you want to parent and our other siblings are going to do the exact same thing and that there's freedom in that. But when you're first navigating it, it can be very like... You feel right. almost insecure about the way you're doing it, but you're like, well, this is the way I want to do it. Yeah. But you don't have that confidence built up yet, so you're questioning everything. Yeah, and then you're you, looking your kid over is and like, too, and maybe acting horrible. Yeah. But you're like, maybe I am messing this up. Well, well let's just say my uh, first child was very strong-willed, so we're navigating yeah. all of that, and then you have the opinions and how of everyone it. else, how they would handle it, right. well, the, when no one else had that temperament of a child yet, and you're like... But you feel insecure about it. And like, well, maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I should be doing this, you know. And then I know for my husband and I, when we finally were like, 
knew how we wanted to parent. I just think once we realized like our parenting style and our for and realizing that each child is different, our first two kids could not be any more different. Right. And we parent them differently and right. not realizing like you'll have a different child come along and <laughs> right. we're going to completely do it different with them. And same with our third, you have to cater it to that particular child. So yeah, and I think, I mean, how many grandkids now does mom have? Is it 18 or... 18, some, 19, 18. Yeah, not, yeah something like that. <laughs> but it's, it's like, you have three kids. I have five kids. Our older brother has six kids. Yeah. Uh, we've got, Ivy has two kids. Chloe has one kid. Sawyer has one kid. So everybody now just, there's a lot of kids around. We've kind of seen it all. And yeah. so you've seen the hitting, the biting, the pushing, the screaming, the big fits. You've seen the easy kids that you're like, you are so easy. You yeah. know what I mean? You just, you have all these different behaviors. And so now we have this culture that is just, oh, and you, the thing is too, is I feel like even we've gotten really good at, you don't even pinpoint that kid forever anymore. We're used to just like, yeah. like the first few kids I felt like it was more like, oh, well, they're just really like this always. Mm-hmm. And you see right. all these kids get older. You're like, oh, they're not like that always. Right. Yeah. They actually, it's a stage, even if for some kids it is a long stage. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that I've realized is most people don't come from this kind of experience. Like a lot of people are still stuck back with only four or five kids in their extended family with cousins right. and everything. So there's still that pressure of comparison. And what I want to do with our with with our family as I want to teach people how you know I can remember in the beginning when it was a lot more everyone comparing and judging or whatever of how things were more or even feeling like you should do it like this no you should do it like that and mm-hmm. then I, I and I do give mom the credit for I feel like at some point you know in those years she recognized it's not her it wasn't her job anymore to tell right. us how to yeah. like she very rarely unless I ask her for advice like she doesn't tell me what to do right and yeah I don't think a lot of parents do that like I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of parents can't get the message like they just keep saying you need to do this you need to do this yeah. like just parents need to just stop like once you're an adult just stop parenting me unless I ask you for your opinion and I think that's like I feel like a real testament to mom which I think part of it is she has so many kids that she can't stick with (laughs) all keep up anymore keep up with everyone right (laughs) but just learning she keeps her mouth shut for the most part and and I mean grace to not always be perfect but she does a good job at saying this is not my battle you guys will come get me if you need me you know like hey mom what would you do in this? Because I do ask her, in this situation, what would you do? And she's great. And it's not that I personally would mind it if she tells me her opinion, but she really just keeps her mouth shut right. unless you yeah. ask her. But I do remember in the be- in the first few years of kids, it just felt like there was a lot more pressure. Like you yes, felt pressure. I felt pressure. I'm sure everyone felt pressure. And then now I just, I love the freedom that our family has. It's like, hey, right now you've got like a whole thing going on with that kid. That kid is doing those behaviors. We've all been there, though. Yeah. If you haven't been there, you're going to be there soon. Yeah. So you better not say anything. <laughs> and there's just that grace. But I, what I want to talk to is the person who mainly, maybe only has one or two kids. Maybe that's the only kids in the family. And maybe your kid isn't perfect. And you're getting everyone together. And all the family things, everyone's looking at you like, why isn't your kid behaving? Why aren't you right. doing it yeah. better? Why aren't you doing it different? Because there's so many people out there that don't have that. That yeah. literally just look at themselves or go to bed at night and think, I am failing. I am not doing this, which I'm a huge advocate for if something's not working. Yeah, like switch it up. But I'm also an advocate for sometimes there are just kids that 
you're going to have long, hard seasons with. And it's not a necessarily about what you're doing right this moment. It's about what am I implementing that I'm teaching a lesson that I won't see any fruit for a year. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say our first, I mean, I want to, not that I wouldn't want to go back when he was younger, but like parenting your first child is just so much different than parenting your third child. <laughs> like, it's just, you are learning everything, like, from the beginning. And right out of the bat, like, I am a strong-willed, I am a strong-willed person, but I, I mean, I literally still hear, hear stories to this day of how strong-willed I was as a child. And my husband is the same way. Like, he is, was a very strong-willed child. And so, I think, like, I'm a second-born and, but right out of the gate, we got a very, very strong-willed child. And we're like, well, we had it coming. I mean, right. everyone's been telling us for years, like, we are so strong-willed. <laughs> and so it's like, well, here you go. This is your first child. And I mean, I wish I had the confidence that I have now in my parenting right. that I, when I parented him. I mean, the first few kids that come along in our family, <laughs> you're like, oh, I kind of feel sorry for them. <laughs> we held them at such a high standard. Like, right. But it's so beautiful when you get on the other side of it. Like, our son's about to turn 13. And I have people come up to me and say, like, oh, he's, you know, he's really, like, grown up. He, like, talks to you, you know. Like, right. he can carry on a conversation. Right. And, of course, you know, he, I'm sure he's going to hear some stories about his strong willingness throughout the years. But I just wish, I mean, I just look back on those times when we had, like, four or five kids in the family. And I can remember him, like, having a meltdown and first of all, me inside melting down, thinking everyone's staring at me, figure it out. I'm doing my best, you know, like trying to keep my head above water. I'm doing my best with him. And then feel like, I don't know, you just feel like all this pressure, all these eyes are on you. Like, you better not screw this up type thing. <laughs> like, and this, this is a human. <laughs> yeah. But then letting people know, like, just one incident. I mean, I'm sure I had many failures, like, and did not handle situations correctly. But those that want, like, if you mess up, it doesn't define his entire life. Like, or yeah. anyone's child. Stuff, right. You know. And, and there's and, not one parent that doesn't mess up. Yeah. And you right, think I mean, that day was absolute horribleness. Like, he's never gonna, you know, he's never gonna grow up. He's never, you know. And now, what's funny, he's to the age now where... He's, he communicates a lot and you don't find a lot of boys that are like that. And I'm like, now I can value some of the things that used to drive me crazy or like push right. me to the edge. Like, I'm like, I'm so thankful that he's strong willed because he will, you know, tell me these things. Maybe he doesn't know, like he doesn't really know how to say it. So he lashes out and like frustrated, <laughs> but I'm like, he's talking to me and I'll talk to a lot of moms of boys and they're like, I haven't heard anything like right. that. Right. He doesn't tell me anything that's happening at school. And so... Now it's cool because I can look back. I can value the things that we fought so hard for. And in the beginning, I think we were barely like keeping our heads above water. I can remember driving around in the car. He was one that didn't want to take naps. And I'm just like desperate for him to take a nap. And I was just, what am I doing? I literally would get in the car and drive for an hour. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. Right. So I'm putting you in the car, you know? Right. But even just little things like you, I had friends who were sleep training and I'm like, oh, well, I have to do that. So I tried to sleep train them. That was miserable for me. And I felt so much pressure, like... All my friends are doing it and their kids sleep through the night. And here we are. We have our child who's sleeping in our bed. And I finally, once I embrace that and just, I can't sleep train. I am not one that can listen to my child 
cry for an hour. I just couldn't do it. Like I would sit outside his bedroom and cry or I would go somewhere else and come back and he was screaming. Like in that, that point, he would be on the other side of like just furious, mad. And that didn't last long. I just couldn't do it. I maybe tried a couple nights and I'm like, you know what? Just embrace. You're okay with letting him sleep in their bed. They won't be sleeping in your bed forever. And that's how we survived that season. And yeah. now he's... 12 going on 13 and he does not sleep in our bed none of our children do so they're like okay we we success for everyone the 13 year old is not in the bed yeah so if you could go back and tell yourself though something like if you could sit down with yourself with one kid who's that age that you know has the breakdown or whatever like what would you say to that to that mom who's literally listening to this right now and is like, I am right there. Because I've got a lot of young moms that listen to this. Man, I don't know. I I don't know. There's a lot of things. I We are just, we're in a new season right now with our family. And just having, like, almost having a teenager. And it, there's just this last year, you like, it hits you and you're like, oh my gosh. All that hard work pays off. And I think I would just tell myself, first of all, be confident in you know what, if you're drawn to parent one way and other people aren't doing that or whatever you're drawn to and that's how you want to parent as well as long as it's like in the guidelines of (laughs) proper parenting. (laughs) I don't know how to say that. (laughs) But just be confident in who God made you. And that is something I struggled with a lot in the beginning because I am a very sensitive person and I just found myself just feeling insecure being a parent in the beginning all the time. And now I like look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I I don't have that anymore. I don't walk anywhere and think, I don't know how to handle this child. I've, I've taken time to learn. Like I've dug in like things I wasn't sure. Like, oh my gosh, how do you handle this? Like, okay, I've read books about strong-willed kids. I've listened to podcasts. I've done, I've read the Bible. Like, what does God say about this? And like, if you equip yourself, I would tell myself, be confident in Stop second-guessing yourself. Be confident in how God made you. He made me this way. I knew I always wanted to be a mom. He made me the person that I am. He made me sensitive. So if I'm sensitive to their needs and maybe somebody looks at that like, you know, and I remember like mom, like I was very strong-willed and I remember mom just being like, you were just angry. You were just always angry. And I like, she was like, the moment I realized that you were angry because you were scared, like changed my parenting. Because you were always angry, so that made me angry at you. And then when I realized you were actually scared of right. being hurt or screwing up or something, then she could change the way she was parenting. And I think for me, it was like, yeah, just be sensitive to, okay, why is he acting this way? You know, okay, so he's acting this way, and we tried something for a while, and we're like, okay, that's not working. Let's reevaluate. Okay, we're going to handle it this way, no matter how what anyone says, like if they make little comments. And I just let a lot of the little stuff get to me in the beginning. Just the little comments you have, and you feel like everyone's like looking at your child as that child, you know? And I just wasn't, and it actually makes me kind of sad, like looking back, I'm like, I just wish I was more like understanding of where he was coming from when he was younger. But now we're in that season where we have sat back several times, just realizing what a blessing he is. God created each one of your kids a certain way. And those strong characteristics can actually be a blessing. But when you're looking at at them negative all the time. Right. And it is hard when you're, (laughs) (laughs) when you're, your heads are butting every five seconds, you know, it's very challenging and tiring, but just that like, God made your child a certain way. And one day you're going to grow up and they're going to be adults and 
it's just cool to now be like, wow, we almost have a teenager and he can relate to us and we can have conversations with him. And there are things and we tell him, you know, you're strong will for a reason. You, you want to fight for these things. I mean, he's very like driven, very right. dedicated and not everyone's like that. I mean, God gave each of us different things, you know? Right. And, and so like when we were growing up, mom always said to us that our greatest strength was also our greatest weakness. Yeah. And I think that that you know, kind of like what you just said in reverse, like you can look at a kid that has a very, very strong behavior that feels negative. And if you can tap into that as they grow, that negative actually becomes their strength. If you can, if you can learn to heal it, mature it and stuff and age takes care of some of it and also wisdom and teaching and stuff. But I, I do, I definitely agree with that. And one thing I always am, my number one job is to always tell my kids or to not just tell them, but to know in my heart, like in the core, they're good. Right. I don't care what we're saying on the outside. You may be lying. You may be whatever, hitting, biting, but the core of you is good. And as far as me and my job, my job is to never doubt that right, right. there. Yeah. And as a mom, like, I think that's one of our greatest callings to say, no matter what you do in this life, when I look at you, the core of you is good. You, it doesn't matter how much bad is on the outside. Lots of bad, lots <laughs> and lots of bad. But in the, in the deep, deep core, there's good. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being willing to come on and have this conversation. I know we're going to have so many people that this is going to be very helpful for. You're welcome anytime. Can't Thanks, guys. Back. See you next time. See ya. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend, write a review, or just message me on my social. Instagram is Redemption Unveiled, and Facebook is Redemption Unveiled Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today because I know you are called to create something great, and I'm privileged to be a part. Have a great day.